Hey everybody, Mark Lilly and Eric here. It's another episode of Wild Wild Will where we go through all the Will Smith movies and talk about them and break them down. Today we're doing the movie Bright. The the Bright movie mm. from Netflix. This one's on this was uh I, I feel like this was one of the first big Netflix movies. It came out in 2017 and Bright came out and then literally the next year is when Netflix they they tripled the amount of original movies they came out with. Yeah, this was the first time like a huge Hollywood actors attached. They're doing the kind of rollout that it's the big blockbuster event of the year. They're doing everything that you're expected to see theatrically, but for a streaming service for the first time. Again, for summer block, it wasn't even a summer movie, but you know, for a blockbuster. Yeah, it's Christmas. Movie. Um, okay, before I guess we get deep into this, my question is, so this is like the first movie we've done that was released exclusively to streaming, right? Oh, damn. You might be right. Yeah. Tom Cruise ain't doing that shit. He's so, saving movie theaters. He's saving movie theaters. So I was like looking at it, The budget was like 90 million. So how, how do we gauge success in the streaming day and age? Like, you know what I mean? Like before it'd be like, okay, they spent this much money on a movie. And then you'd be like, okay, but they gross this much at the box office. So like, do either of you know, like I legitimately don't understand. Like, so how do we know, like if a movie is profitable off Netflix, how do we know that it's like deemed a success? Well, Netflix, I think they keep that shit quiet unless it's good. Yeah. So Netflix has said, basically Netflix has said this is one of their most streamed movies ever. Um, but Netflix doesn't show their numbers. So it's hard to gauge because there's no box office to it. And then you can gauge like, well, did their subscriptions go up? Because this movie was available there. Maybe you could see like, what are those numbers? But again, Netflix doesn't release it and says, they won't say, oh, when Bright came out in December, we got 2 million more subscriptions and that's a success because they're all paying $9.99 or whatever. They won't, they'll, they'll never release that information. Why? No streaming services because I think it's one of those things where they don't really have to. And like, if you know what people are watching, what they're not watching, it could gauge like, do they really want to come out and be like, Bright got zero viewers or something? Or mm. do they really want to come out and be, I don't and, know. And also, they can leverage against actors and filmmakers. Yeah. Like, if you go to a filmmaker, oh boy, guess what, buddy? You were number one. You've been number one for 30 weeks. Look at that. And then the filmmaker's like, oh, I'll take a double, please, for yeah. like the next movie. Instead, you just you hold all the cards. That's um, that's weird, right? No, I mean, it's smart. Why would you release any of that? I know, yeah. but I, I just mean like from like the audience standpoint or like um, when you go to look at a movie, it's like, I don't know, it's hard like we just have always been able to have like a way to gauge if something was successful or not. So it feels like weird to have just like no real gauge about if this movie was successful because like, we can't just take Netflix's word for it. Oh, I didn't know you were uh, uh, an Ebenezer Scrooge over here. What? Why does success all have to do with money and viewership? Was it a successful movie in your heart? Really? Uh, because you know what? I feel like I have a problem with Netflix and other streaming services where there'll be things that in my mind are going well and being successful, but they'll just decide to fucking cancel them. So like, I think for me, like it's hard to feel like there's no like rhyme or reason about what gets canceled, what gets renewed, what doesn't. Cause I feel like there are things that you're like, Oh, that felt like it was a success. Like I've heard a lot about it. But then when they cancel it, you're like, well, was it just like in my small niche? Was it not really successful? I don't know. You know what? The thing is, the studios want to be Netflix. So any movie that goes out theatrically doesn't want to release their numbers, but they're cutting so much money with theaters. And that's how we got the whole box office stuff. That's why we even know what the fuck the numbers are for these movies. And they'll use it to benefit them. They'll be like, Avatar, Way of Water, we crossed 1.5 billion, blah, blah, blah. But if it's a bad movie and it's like, oh, fuck, this got 20 million and we spent 120 million, that's not fun to put out to the world. So Netflix, I think, recognizes the studio conundrum. So they'll just go, well, Stranger Things is obviously a success. 
uh, Wednesday. Yeah, great viewership. And then you say like, well, what's the numbers for Wednesday? What's the numbers for Stranger Things? Well, we're not going to tell you that because then our competition, Disney Plus or this place, like, why do we have to release that? We don't even have to like get into that conversation. We'll tell you what's a success. And then when the bad thing goes on Netflix and no one's watching it, then they don't have to release like, oh, fuck, you know, we put up this thing and it got shitty viewership. They don't have to say whether it was good or bad. They'll just say the good. Sorry, I should say they don't even have to mention the bad. They'll just say when things are popping. Mm. How do you like, does it matter to you as like a audience member? Like, do you care to no. have that gauge? No, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I just find it interesting. Just like they spent 90 million. Had they recouped that? Did they recoup it? That's like some uh just curiosity, I guess. That that's like um some dad brain right there. <laughs> like dad brain is like you're looking at like a Kaufman's and you're like, oh my god, look at all this inventory. How they make the money back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean, who gives a fuck? Just <laughs> I don't know. I guess we should wear like, the blazer. I just guess it's just like a curiosity because like I feel like uh it's just always information we've understood like, oh, this movie made money because people went and bought tickets or people bought the DVD afterwards. So I guess it's just like a curiosity thing because there's not commercials. Well, here's peddling. another. Yeah, here's another part of it that I just thought of. You you're not buying a ticket to Bright either. So if me, I had my subscription since 2012 to the streaming service of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Does my subscription that month count towards Bright if I didn't watch Bright? No, not really. So they can't count my subscription. It'd be hard for them to be like, oh, all these people signed in and got subscriptions when Bright dropped. Mm-hmm. It'd only be like, maybe they signed up in December or maybe they had a show they want to watch or maybe they just decide to get Netflix. So they can't count those numbers. I think the math gets weird because you don't have a direct ticket to movie to be like, I paid with my money $17 for Bright. And then we can say that's a box office. All they can say is how many people viewed it. But then if you get into those numbers, again, they probably like keeping those privates for obvious reasons because they don't want to tell people how many subscribers they have. So I, I wonder if it's that too, Lily. It's the direct person to ticket to movie. They can't even gauge mathematically what Bright would make. Do you feel like it's cheaper for these streaming platforms to make their own original content or to like buy content? And like, so why they move into making original content? Because all these, all, basically everybody's got their own streaming now. So Disney's not going to go to Netflix and whatever Mm. Paramount has its own and Peacock, NBC, that's universal. They got their own. Netflix has Sony. I know that that Sony goes on to Netflix. Yeah. HBO Max is all Warner Brothers. Yeah. So everybody's got their own shit now. So they have to start coming up with their own stuff. I guess that makes sense. I guess I just didn't really think about it. It is like a big shift, though. And it's interesting because everyone wants to fucking cry and be like, death to the movie theaters oh, and the things aren't looking good. And then you have like random movies like Smile come out, gross 200 million. You have Megan come out and gross a bunch over its opening two weekends. Movies are still making money in the movie theater and people want to quickly think that streaming somehow going to take over. And streaming has its up and down too. look at Netflix. Aren't they saying they're just like not making back the money they need to like make these big movies and they keep sinking money into these big movies like i don't know i just watched sideways so <laughs> oscar nominee he really oh, did win that. screenplay winner how was it alexander payne i've never seen it you never seen sideways never Paul seen Giamatti, you dumb bitch i know it looks good is it good uh, no yes they are wearing the baggiest clothes the entire time the baggiest what? like huge car like paul giamatti's in huge cargo shorts the entire time just sipping on some wine <laughs> that's you know all what? it is it's just that wine tasting everyone looks amazing correct you know what i mean like Ooh. everybody in the movie looks very much like a person you could easily have a conversation with on the street except for maybe sandra oh she does look beautiful uh, it's young a, Sandro. It's a good movie. Go I ahead. Mad. Who's Morgan Spurlock? Who's that guy in it who I don't know his name, but he's the he's not Paul Giamatti. Bad but guy. The other Paul. guy? Yeah. He's got like three names. I don't know. Oh, Thomas something. Yes. Hayden. Thomas Hayden. 
Church? Church, yes. Who no. is he in the in the movie or who No, 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 no. I was life? just trying to remember what his name is. Yeah, he's great in it. What happened? It's basically him? like um swingers, but for 50-year-olds. Mm. Just yeah. two dudes, they're on a trip, they're they're learning them about themselves and their friendship. That's all. That's all we're doing but here. Neither of them really learn anything. No. But you got to see them drink some wine. All right. The movie is called Bright 2017. It came out Will Smith on that streaming service. Uh, what's this movie about? So Bright, it's basically you got to go token on some people here. This is Lord of the Rings shit. But wow. set. You, Sorry. What you, set set nowadays. So it's like if all the Lord of the Rings characters and a lot of the culture of Lord of the Rings where it's like the elves are the fancy boys and they are the rich ones and the orcs are the bad guys and whatever you know humans are kind of neutral they can be they can go both ways all that culture is here I didn't see any hobbits in this shit but basically yeah so that's the world that you're living in in LA and you have all of these creatures now in these medieval like fantasy type creatures now the story starts with Will Smith, who is, I don't even know his name. He's a police officer. Uh, Daryl Ward. Daryl Ward. Yeah. All right. So uh, Daryl Ward is Will Smith. He was hooked up with the very first orc police officer in the LAPD. Orcs are not usually trusted because they kind of have like a, like a, a blood, like a blood cult or something like if you're an orc and you got your your blood cult thing you're like you're an orc through and through so it was just kind of like hey could he ever be a cop that's just supposed to be doing cop stuff right um and it starts off with will smith has been shot and he is now coming off of his recovery from being shot he took some you know time off to heal and he's meeting up with his orc partner which is uh nick jacoby the nation's first orc police officer. And there's obviously tension there because Will Smith's character got shot by an orc and the orc got away while Nick was like getting a hot dog or some shit. So there's just a lot of like, can I even trust my partner? And Will Smith is kind of like a dick about it. And it's just like a, kind of like a racist thing. They're trying to be like racist towards orcs. Um, and the uh, the main trouble starts when you find out that there is a wand around. Yeah, there's a couple. There's oh, there's these wands that are around. The only people that can use a wand are brights. And brights are magical. They could be anybody, right? Humans can be brights. They can. Elves can be brights. They're mostly elves, though. Anybody can be a bright. It basically means that they can handle a wand. If you're not a bright and you touch on a wand, oh, baby, you're going to blow up. Like, literally blow up. So these wands are pretty, like coveted and people want them and it's something like if there are three three brights in a in one area or is it three wands in one area the dark lord's coming yeah like people are trying to bring this dark lord some bullshit like back that. to earth mm -hmm. that's kind of like why some people are coming after the wands but ultimately the wands are like a MacGuffin. like hey everybody wants these wands everybody like the cops want the wands the orcs want the wands the humans want the wands Everybody is searching for these wands. Guess who has the fucking wand? Okay, Will Smith and his partner, Nick, or whatever, uh, the orc, they end up with the wand, and people are coming after them. They also end up with a bright who's an elf. I forgot her name, but she's kind of, she's Lilo from Fifth Element, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And she can handle the wand, and they're fighting orcs. They're fighting other cops who want the wand. They're fighting elves who want the wand. They're fighting brights who have other wands and they're basically fighting Mexicans fighting. Oh, boy, are they fighting Mexi Mexicans in wheelchairs? They're fighting everybody that wants this wand. Mm -hmm. And um, ultimately, they don't. Who, who gets the wand? the FBI? Um, yeah, FDA, FBI, FBI, something like that. They they basically have to fight off a bunch of people. They have to fight off. A they might destroy the wand. There, there's a bright that like wants the wand because she uh, because they're trying to bring the Dark Lord. And then the ultimate thing is to keep the wand away from that bright. And they they end up getting out of it, like by like calling the FBI and also finding out that the other elf is a bright. And they save the day type of thing and they get out of their pickle. And um, that's that's. 
kind of it. Oh, you find out Will Smith's a bright. Is it? Is it Will Smith's? Yeah, the Orca bright. Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith is also a bright, so he can handle. The so orc is uh, Jesus. He's oh, he's like um, the prophetic orc that rises. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, but that's all the ultimate thing. Everybody's coming after the wand, and they save the day by keeping the wand out of the wrong hands and and um, maybe destroying it. And the uh, orc becomes a was... cop at the end. He, they do the classic New Hope ending. They all get the medals. And... Oh yeah, get the medals, all that stuff. And uh, yeah. it, it's a lot of it's just like building this world of like. Look at this world. And also, here's the problem. Dark Lord Voldemort's coming. Okay. Can I just say how motherfucking dare you talk to me about magic wands and a Dark Lord and that motherfucker ain't Voldemort? How dare you even think that you can fucking speak like you could have called him anything else i don't care oh, if it's the devil me. no oh. the movie bright just like you've got a lot of fucking cojones saying the words wand magic and dark lord and there ain't no goddamn harry potter fucking mo- ballsy david this movie it has deep roots tied to harry potter but i'll get into that later because i have it's a, got a like minute side tangent but it, it truly does have deep ties to harry potter it's got like shallow ties to everything it was like if it was a sci-fi movie it tried to weave it into this movie so, so this was not my first time watching this movie this is my first time paying attention to it though how about you guys we all watched it on christmas right but i wasn't paying attention on Christmas, it was on in the background. I maybe remember watching the first 20 minutes, but I, everything was very new to me this time around. I don't. Yeah, yeah I that didn't was know. a weird Christmas because we tried to watch it on Christmas and it was the year that your sister had come violently ill to Christmas, like was holding my newborn baby and was just like, I was throwing up all night. And I was like, can I fucking have my baby back? So I feel like everyone was very weird that christmas god that was that year yeah it, uh, i i feel like this movie i for i i was going into it dreading it a little bit and i remember the beginning a lot the beginning is a lot of like hey we're gonna lay down how edgy we are that's right we said the n-word like a lot at some points and we got a lot of swearing and there's violence in this but as the movie progressed i got more okay with it I'm not saying it's like uh, it's like 100% an amazing movie, but once it kind of got past its bullshit of trying to like swear, like this movie swore like Lily does. We're like, so- every, every oh, other man. word was the F word. And- but we have the best swear ever. Will Smith knows how to swear, and it's I- agreed. Great. I agree, but I think they were trying to do like a Deadpool thing where it's just like, eh, this is a little edgier than your usual, like, you know, superhero crap. But I'd say by the end of this movie, I'm not saying it was great, but I went, I could watch a second one. Like, wow. I, I could see Bright too. I could wow. see Bright too. And see, let's like, I kind of want to see where this is going. Like, mm. what are they, what, what's going to happen when the Dark Lord gets there and, and all this stuff? But the, it was the beginning that really turned me off where I was like, oh my God, it's like trying to be like weirdly street, very LA, a lot of random swearing for no reason and saying the N word. I see. I feel like the beginning, I was like more visually okay with because it was just like, I think it was a little barfy like a little cringe like oh we get it like the orcs are black people and cops and all this like social commentary is trying to make but i thought like at least visually like it looked good Mm. i just like got really lost in this movie because it's just like i didn't know what to give a shit about like i feel like they just had a they it really struggled to make me care about anything happening in the movie like literally none of us even really remember what happened to the wand at the end oh i I, remember i remember completely yeah the the government takes in they encase it in like a special glass and it's kind of the raiders of the lost ark ending where it's shipped off to unknown origins probably being protected by higher ups that will never know shadowy government types i literally don't remember that because the building explodes and then they're just like laying on each other outside. I just feel like, I don't know, this movie for me, just a lot of the times I just struggled to be like, what, what, do, what do I care? What do I care about anything that's happening? I, I think this movie did a lot. All right. So 
God, have I told this? I, I feel like I've said this so many times. I just find it so funny. I find it so freaking funny that uh, the Lord of the Rings is about this. Mm. But and I'm sure I've said it on this, but I'll say it again that um, uh, I, I don't know. Tolkien said it or like people that that read the Lord of the Rings and are super into it said it that like the elves represent man without sin, some uh, man living in Eden and did not eat the apple type of thing. Humans represent humans. So man with sin wizards represent like angels and then the hobbits represent the Irish, which I thought was just hilarious that they're taking a shot at the Irish, but the Lord of the Rings did everything that this movie does when it comes to like racism and, um, and, uh, um, you know, I guess wealth disparity and stuff in, in, in your community, but they did it. It was all done in subtext where this whole thing was just done in text. Right. It was just like, you're an orc. You guys suck. And orcs rights matter. Like it was just all done. Not in, like with subtext, which well, I don't know if you nice. should use. I don't know if you should use Lord of the Rings, Mark, because the, the subtext there is that Tolkien was fucking racist as hell. And he made all these places and people where he was like disparaging them. And right, now but it was subtext racism. Okay. <laughs> like that's all I'm saying is he hid, so he hid that shit. <laughs> Not he, he hid that shit. That's all. All right, guys. Um, let, I'll give you my, my side of it. I'm with you. We watched that one Christmas. The first 20 minutes it was on the background. Could give two shits about the movie. It was the butt of the joke for like the last, what, five, six years, this movie, like bright was also was often synonymous with just like, like stinker of a film, whatever you want to say. And uh, it has a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a very problematic key figure in the crew that uh, we can address later in my Harry Potter rant. Um, so there's like a lot of problems going into this movie. And the biggest thing we just watched suicide squad, which was like super boring. And again, it was David Ayer, Will Smith, Putting this on, I was dreading it. By the end of it, A plus. I thought it was a fucking cool movie. A plus is maybe like a weird. I'm not saying A plus, but I just want to see the net. I want to see what's going on next. I think this was a really, really cool movie. Maybe A plus is the wrong word because that means like perfection or masterpiece. But for blockbuster movies, compare this to any other fucking horseshit that comes out. I'm like, oh yeah, this is much better than most horseshit that comes out. Like and what? not in a way where I'm giving it like here's the participation trophy. I'm like legit, like, Oh, I'm tied into this. I want to see what happens next. I'm emotionally involved when things happen that are supposed to happen. I'm like, Oh damn. Like, can we just talk? Okay. We'll get into it. But I was very surprised of how much I like this movie. I find that. Well, I don't find it surprising because you're an asshole, but, <laughs> and like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say like, Oh my God, it was so bad. Like, genuinely for me it was like the same level as suicide squad where just like visually i thought it looked pretty cool but like it just really falls apart in like the plot like it's just so hard to care about the plot i feel like half the time they weren't even sure what was going on um you know, whatever, like the action scenes were all cool, but like at some points, like there's just like too many where it's just, like you made this movie for the action scenes. And I feel like I've had that critique about Tom Cruise too, where it's like, I feel like sometimes they care more about like the action sequences than they do about like what the story is actually about. And I'm going to make one bold statement. Um, Love Will Smith. This is like probably one of the first times in a while I have not loved him in a role. I think he did cop pretty well and I think he was fun, but I feel like at some point they just like never let his character evolve enough. And I just found his character to just be mean the entire movie where it was just like, oh my fucking God, like we get it. Like I feel like it played a little too much on that edge where um you know i feel like he can play these characters but sometimes there's like a little bit more charm to it but like on this one i feel like honestly he played the character just like a little too mean and it was like hard to like ever feel on his side dang lily i i legitimately had almost like the opposite reaction where i felt like there was like, I liked how little action this movie had, and it focused more on character and the mythology. What are you talking like, about, Playa? This had so much action. I, I mean, 
in little bursts. Like I can't even like the, again, comparing it to suicide squad where my brain is just like, Oh my God, what mindless army are they mowing down in the streets? Where are they even going? What is the point of this? Why is uh, Amanda Waller in that building that she's yeah, that's true, that's true. like, I was just so fucking confused. I could give two shits about the characters. And then at the end, it's just like pointless CGI where it's like this ending is kind of an intimate, like small, so, so, somewhat of an action scene. It's not even a fucking action scene. It's just like the wands there, the assassins over there trying to kill the bright and these four are like having kind of a standoff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, cool for a third act, like climactic action scene. This is really subdued, which is really neat. And I fun. mean, I like I, I mean, the, the story is pretty simple where it's just like there's a wand that and everybody's after it type of thing. So, I mean, that wasn't too bad. I think it got like I said, I didn't enjoy the beginning. I thought we were kind of thrown into the, I don't know if there, how do you do it a better way, but we were almost thrown into this world of an L.A. dystopia where there's elves and orcs and, you know, fairies and all this stuff. We were thrown into it almost like in Super Mario Brothers, where like the Mario and Luigi just end up in like Goomba land or whatever the fuck. It was just kind of like nothing. Like the rules aren't all there. Like the fact that. uh did you see that there was a centaur cop? Oh, I said like centaur you're, cop. You're fine with centaur cop. You're fine with centaur cop, but yeah, orc centaur. cop. Have you fucking seen Harry Potter? Centaurs are very proud people and yeah. very standoffish. They would never fucking cop be up. pigs. You kidding me? They're- they would never be fucking pigs. <laughs> so I'm just saying they're fine with centaur. So it's just. It seemed like the rules of the the world needed to be hashed out better, especially what seems like they were so they were going to wanted to do more movies on this thing mm-hmm. and build a world around it. I think you got to like, um, I mean, J.K. Rowling might be bad and all that stuff, but she's very good at building the world. Yeah. And See? then this this seemed like it struggled a little there again. I didn't I, I didn't hate this as much as I did last time. I was more I'm not giving an A plus like Eric. But again, I'm I, I definitely see bright, too. Um, my problem was the whole middle where they're just like shooting it. Like it's like different gangs coming after this one that they have. And it's just like, you're not changing. You're not changing where you are. They're just always kind of in it's night. They're in a rundown building and they're in a shootout. And that goes on for like 45 minutes nonstop. And that was just, that got a little bit tiring. You know, you know what bothered me? And I feel like, um, it like really nailed it on the head for what I didn't care for about this movie is so like you have um their little bright elf girl that they're like kind of rescuing a la fifth element. She doesn't talk. They can't really talk to her too much. She can't she get does them a talk. lot of she does talk. She does talk. I I'm getting there. God damn. They can't get a lot of information from her. You know, the orc can speak a little elfish to her and that's about it. Until, you know, they're in mad shootouts, getting their fucking asses kicked for this bitch. And then just like all of a sudden. Like after they've gone through hell for this bitch. Then she's like, oh, yeah, I can fucking talk. And now let me explain some things to you that I probably could have explained 35, 40 minutes ago. But like, I just didn't. But now it's like really needed for this movie to be carried forward for me to explain a few things to you. I didn't fucking like that. Like either make her not be able to communicate with you or make her communicate from the beginning. I did. Like it really fucking bothered me that they were just like getting the living shit beat out of them. They're dying for her getting resurrected for her. And that's when she's like, okay, now I will explain a thing or two to you. Like, I thought that was kind of fucking cheap where like, obviously you hit a point where you're like, we don't know how to go forward in this story without somebody explaining something to us. Have you both not seen Rush Hour? Jackie Chan pulls the same move because he's in a situation where he cannot trust Chris Tucker and all that horse shit that comes on Chris Tucker. And it's not until later in the movie that he finally reveals he can speak English because now he trusts Chris Tucker. Same way with this. That's a comedy. So it definitely hits funnier, Eric. All right. I'm going to give positives to this movie. Will Smith and sunglasses. Always love it. Second thing. The wand design was pretty cool. The wand was fucking awesome. I I love the idea of a wand of this thing. It's like 
I don't know, almost like glassy, uh, glassy and, and, and uncontrollable, like a lightning bolt or something. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. So the design design on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, this movie, it was just kind of muddled. I, I'm interested to see what the what the drama is here. You said there's right. a Harry Potter connection. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of drama. Maybe we'll wait a second because there's a lot to it. But here's what I'll say to kind of like counterpoint to what you're saying about like the mythology is not really explained. It's a little muddled. It's like, why do we care about these things? I found that to be the opposite because a lot of times these movies will start with either a stupid opening narration or some kind of text to be like three wands were made and blah, blah, blah. And they mean this, blah, blah, blah. And by the time that fucking opening's over, I forgot everything. It just regurgitated towards me. Again, certain movies do it well. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings sets the stage in a really great way. Star Wars obviously has the opening crawl, but many movies aren't successful when they try to dole out that information. And in this when they find the wand, as crass as this monologue was, it explained it so thoroughly. I understood everything where that one cop's like, that's a wand. If you want $10 million, you can have it. If you want a bigger dick, you can have it. Like him explain it that way. It's like, oh, this is the exposition to let us know why this is so important, mm-hmm. what it can do without having the opening be, there were three wands made and each wand can do this. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, my God, get on with the fucking show. Oh, you're talking about our boy Ike, huh? What's yeah, his yeah, last yeah. name? I don't know how to pronounce Ike Bor- Borenhausen. He's in the mini project and I love him. They should have given him a joke or two. He's the funniest fucking person there. They gave so him nothing. Mean. They made him so mean. But it was a good payoff because all those cops, even was it Margaret Cho was one of the cops? Yeah. Like. They were all so horrible that when Will Smith, basically they stumble upon the wand, the cops are like, hey, Will Smith, kill the orc, and we're going to take this wand for ourselves and give it everything it desires. And Will Smith recognizes like, fuck, they're probably going to shoot us all and kill us all. And that moment when he turns on his fellow police officers to protect the orc and this girl they just found and shoot all of them. I'm just like, yeah, I'm on Will Smith's side to the end, whatever he wants to do. Like that was such like a cool heroic moment where he just starts firing on them. And you're like, yep. Even though he's such a fucking stern piece of shit, the whole movie, and he's so mean the whole movie, he does that. And he protects an orc who's innocent from these corrupt. Okay, No, he protects himself. He knows that even if he kills the orc, they're going to kill him. He's not doing it to protect the orc. He's not doing it to protect the girl. He's doing it to protect himself. Hey, even better. Awesome. Yeah, like I'm fine with that, but let's be honest. Also, like, Wand was cool, but like, I would have appreciated to explain the magic a little bit more because you know what fucking bothered me? That that bitch, Tika, uh, let she's the the girl that doesn't talk. Yeah. Okay. She lets our fucking orc boy get killed, brings him back from the dead, which be the way audience at home. You fucking never use magic to bring someone back from the dead. Wow. Nothing good comes from bringing people back from the dead. This movie did not follow that fucking cue. Um, brings him back from the dead, but then she like gets all fucked up and starts getting like black veins all over her face so it's like wait why didn't you do that before you got killed two did you like give some of your life force to him to save him like i know in the grand scheme of things it's not that important but i would have liked to have understood a little bit more what was going on with that magic because i did like when they let her be like i don't like i'm not really good at magic yet with the wand Mm. i was like okay that like explains some things for me but why she waited till he was dead? It's like, what the fuck, you bitch? Maybe she understood the whole or culture thing where it's like, if he rises up, then they will, they'll stop fucking with us because it'll visually look like their prophecy and whatever. Like, because they're all like, oh, the prophecy. And maybe she's like, cool. That's like a cool divergent to get us out of this situation. Um, But also there should be some side effects. Like, I'm. It's just a rule of magic. Like you don't fucking bring people back from the dead. When you do, they just like don't come back correct. Yeah, bright two, hey, baby. Just saying. And uh, but did you know why bright two is not happening? Yeah, because of the slap. Oh, is that why it's not happening? It's one of the reasons they're just like, like, uh, uh, no, we're done with this. This what? got signed for a sequel before they even released it. 
And then they went, they were going to start filming in 2019, but Will Smith's schedule is like all filled. So it got pushed 2020, but then you've got all that like COVID bullshit. So they got like a writer, they got like another writer. They were going to start filming it, but then he decided to slap Chris Rock and they were like, you know what? Never fucking mind. And they pulled the plug on it. All right. So as Lily just mentioned, you know, the slap may have derailed any break two plans, but I think there's also another big elephant in the room that could also derail break two uh, plans. And this comes down to the screenwriter of the film. Mm. For those For those who don't know, the screenwriter of this film is Max Landis, son of John Landis, who directed American Werewolf in London, Blues Brothers, Animal House, Beverly Hills Cop 3. He's got a a resume of of great sorts. And his son, Max Landis, is a screenwriter. Here's the thing. I've been following Max Landis for a, a long, long time. And the reason why is because... I know nepotism's like a huge thing that people are talking about now, and it's all horseshit. Like, who the fuck cares? But he is someone where you could truly go like nepotism isn't a factor because he's been writing like feature screenplays since he was 13 and just on and on and on. He wrote like a 300-page Super Mario Brothers screenplay. He would write like his own Harry Potter fan fiction. He would write he would eventually write like the power Rangers movie, like the new one, but he's been writing like a madman. He always has. And he's just put himself out there. He had a blog where he'd talk about his screenwriting process. He had a YouTube channel where he would like make videos and just hustle that way. And he would just write like a fucking maniac. And he was someone who kind of like tried to help foster other screenwriters and be like, yeah, just, you know, write every day, blah, blah. He was the kind of person who would write a script over a weekend be like, Hey, I'm done. He, his first, uh, Claim to fame was the film Chronicle, which was like that found footage film, uh, superhero found footage film. Mm. He also did like Mr. Right. He did a bunch of stuff. And here's the thing. He writes like 100 screenplays a fucking year and not all of them get made. In fact, it took him a while to break in. And when he finally did, he was kind of like the hot ticket. And he was kind of the epitome of like millennial screenwriter, Gen Z screenwriter gone rogue because he had like the loud, crazy dyed hair. He was kind of a loud, brash personality. And he just exhibited this like Mountain Dew behavior of like, I wrote a script over the weekend. Here we go. Blah, blah, blah. And just kept like churning them out. But people loved it. People were buying up his screenplays. He would sell a lot of them. In fact, Bright was just an original screenplay that he wrote and he sold. And that's how the gears start going. Well, very close to the release date of Bright. This was during the Me Too movement was kind of like really at its peak. Uh, Tweets started coming out of multiple women accusing Max Landis of sexual assault, sexual Mm. violence, like a, a bunch of stuff. And I don't know if it was like all girlfriends or people just like he worked on his YouTube videos with, but there was like a lot of allegations thrown his way. And for the next year or two, Max Landis, was kind of like, well, he's still writing because he's denying these allegations. But then like he got a show. He had a show got like taken away from him. Dirk Gently. I don't know if you guys remember that show. Got that taken away from him. A couple of his films that were like in production were still made, but the the studios kind of like distanced themselves from Max Landis. And we're just like, we don't associate with him. This was already in production, yada, yada, yada. But he was still kind of getting work, kind of not. It was basically his career was falling apart in real time. So here's what's interesting. Again, I was very invested in this person because I thought, oh, this is awesome. This is a guy who's just like fucking writing all the time and giving tips and talking about his process and like always writing original material. And then these allegations come out and then you're like, oh, that fucking sucks. He's like a shitty person. And he kind of disappears and you run into this situation where it's like, okay, bright two is probably not going to fucking have legs. Like you can get a new screenwriter, but I feel like Maybe that image is tarnished, just association with the movie. But here's the clincher why I kept bringing up Harry Potter. Max Landis is someone who adores Harry Potter. That was something he would talk about. Like those were the books that taught him like story arcs and how to write and how to write structure and all of that, which the irony is J.K. Rowling's not like, I know J.K. Rowling doesn't have sexual assault allegations against her and nothing as extreme as that, but she's not really. uh, She's a uh, shitty person. Yes, exactly. So 
it is interesting that you have Max Landis, who's inspired by Harry Potter to make this thing like a mashup between David Ayer film, because David Ayer wrote Training Day. So it's Training Day meets Harry Potter in one movie is now also a fallen figure as well as J.K. Rowling. And I, I don't know, I find that very interesting with this because it goes into that age old debate. How can you watch something made by monsters and people who have done fucking shit things? Do you, like, how do you watch one? You, you don't have to watch it or two, you don't have to pay for it, but it is something where it's like, is bright good. I would say it's good, but you're also kind of like, eh, but Max Land is, is again, shitty person. So there's that. And that's why I think they're not going to make a break too. I do think, um, I mean, I struggle with, uh, you know, art made by shitty people. Cause like, I fucking love Harry Potter and like JK Rowling is super shitty, like trans people. And yeah, you know, and I feel like that's like a real struggle because like Harry Potter feels like so much of everyone else's that's like, you hate to like ruin it by that. She sucks when like, like you feel like you've almost like taken it over from her. Uh, And you have just like so many of like the cast that like grew up making it and like, they're not shitty people. So I do feel like that's hard Um, because, you know, there's like a lot of artists that like I, you know, I love remix to ignition. I won't fucking sing it anymore. I won't dance to it. What about Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson can go fuck himself too. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it's, I do think that's like a really tough thing. I mean, I feel like, I feel like the studio could still get away with making a bright too, because I didn't know anything about this person. And I feel Mm. like, um, your screenwriters do have like less visibility. You know what I mean? So I feel like most general audiences wouldn't really know. It's usually like your actor, your director, if they have like some pretty rough allegations, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, But that, that also, I know we do this a lot with, like movies, right? Like, are you going to watch a, who's that nervous fella? Woody Woody Allen? Are you going to watch a Woody Allen movie type of thing? Yeah. But, but there's even stuff like, um, what's the, there's that nuclear fusion reactor that's supposed to give us clean energy indefinitely. Mm. Spider-Man two style, right? Okay. Mm. That shit was made because of the atomic bomb. Which we dropped on people and hundreds of thousands of innocent people died. It's just like, do we go, mm, but we we should not keep going with this technology because it was made during war and we're killing a bunch of people doing it. You know what I mean? Or the Nazis definitely made a, a couple of uh car, car brands that we uh that we use or things like that. Or a lot of modern medicine. Um yeah, yeah. I mean that shit's you know. Just like a I'm just trying super to say struggle. everything's awful and um, nobody's good. So it does feel like if you look too deeply into anything, you could learn to hate it, it could be tainted. Yeah. Like I'm very weary of like ever getting like a show that I love or like a movie I love tattooed on me because it's just like I just don't have enough faith in the human race that like someone attached to it won't like fuck it up. And then I'll feel like I'm carrying around like the symbol of like a pedophile. Hey, you're me. trying to come after Edward Norton last time. Why? <laughs> Cause of the Pocahontas <laughs> thing. You're like, okay. It's no! Rapist. No, <laughs> I just think we should be clear. Like, I don't like that. They only acknowledge Pocahontas as his ancestor. Cause it takes two people to make a kid. And I just think it was very cherry picking. I don't think Edward Norton clearly has anything to do with any of it. I'm just saying, I think when they revealed the information, they cherry picked a bit. Really, I'm with you 100% about the tattoo thing. Like, if we're on a long enough timeline, I just feel like like Hook is one of my favorite movies. I've often considered getting a sword or a hook, an actual mm-hmm. hook tattooed on my body. Uh because I like it so much. And I'm just like, I'm going to get it. And fucking five years later, we're going to find out it was a fucking cesspool. Like so much mm-hmm. horrible shit happened on that. Like Rufio I, fucking comes out. was just like, I was getting touched. Or wasn't the dude that made that wrote Peter Pan a uh, uh, pedo? J.M. Barry. 
Maybe not. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you might be thinking of the guy who wrote Alice in Wonderland. Not that maybe. he was a pedo, but maybe he a had a pedo. I love how British people say, you know what? I'll give it to British people. They make pedophiles sound good. How much of pedophiles? They've done a great job with Prince Andrew over there. Really made him cute. Um, I think there was, again, allegations. I don't know if this is true. I might be talking my, out of my ass, but who wrote Alice in Wonderland? Whoever wrote that possibly based Alice off of like a 12-year-old girl he was fond of and he was no. maybe too old to be fond of a 12-year-old girl. 12-year-old girl. But no, that's a good point. So here, I'll put myself out there and I'm not saying I'm a fucking martyr for saying this, but like the movies of Roman Polanski are like fucking incredible, amazing. I can't even explain why like they mean so much to me and they're fucking incredible. I will never pay for any of his movies. I find them free on YouTube if I want to watch them or if they're on a streaming network. But like if he were to make any new movies, I know he's old and He's not really in the movie business so much so much anymore, but it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm not going to rent, buy, no DVDs, no buying a streaming rental for like his movies. If something's I do on appreciate YouTube, that about you. Oh, damn. That kind of surprised me. I didn't think I didn't expect that from you. And I feel like I do appreciate Guys, that. Next podcast is pulling for Polanski. <laughs> oh, hey, no. We got to find them all for all free. Movies. <laughs> we got to go on Pirate Bay and illegally <laughs> stream it. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, again, I feel like, um, you know, I do the best I can. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm sure I pick and choose what predators I watch and what predators are I taken. Um, but it is very difficult. Like there are people have just done so many shitty things that one, like I can't ke- always keep a catalog of everything fucking awful that someone's ever done. Like I don't have like the bandwidth for that. Um, yeah. You know, and like, not that like I'm rating atrocities, like, well, this person did something so shitty and this person did something like mildly shitty. Um, you know, I think it's, I just think it's like such a fucking struggle. And then you've got to like worry about oh, like it's shitty now, but what's shitty at the time that they did it. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm a very judgmental person, but I do try and like take a step back sometimes and just be like, listen, sometimes I can't judge someone for, you know, what they watch or like what art they're taking in because I think that person's shitty. Cause it really is just, so subjective and like impossible to like rid yourself of all of that. So how do we feel about Will Smith in this movie though? I I know Lily was saying that he came off like very, very uh mean. not likable, mean and all of that, which is true. But Will Smith, again, I, I don't know, I found this energy very compelling. I think his acting's great. I think when he swears, it's great. I even think in here, he didn't like um, play to the to the rafters, any comedy lines. And look, there's like corny comedy lines throughout the whole thing. It's a fucking blockbuster movie or whatever. But he didn't play it like Men in Black style, right? He kind of played each like quip. I don't know, more subdued, more um, low key, I should say. But I, I enjoyed his performance. I was very invested in everything he was doing. I feel like um we've just like hit a point with Will Smith where I just feel kind of done. You know what I mean? Like I feel like toward like the more we watch Tom Cruise, the more I became a fan of Tom Cruise. The more I was rooting for Tom Cruise. And it didn't mean like I always like thoroughly enjoyed the movies, but I feel like I was always just like what's next? What's next? Like I I really became a fan of Tom Cruise. I feel like I'm almost having the opposite reaction in this one where like love Will Smith fucking big Willie style. Like, you know, loved Fresh Prince, loved the music. So many fucking bangers in the 90s that I grew up with. But like as we're getting deeper, like I'm not looking forward like i'm not like oh my god oh no we're almost to the end or like oh what's next like where does he take his career next like i feel like i'm just hitting such a lull with with will smith where like i 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like, you know, he's like, you know, like this role. It's like, you know, I kind of I've seen it already. I've seen you do this role and I've seen you fucking do it better. And like, yo, you looked good in a mustache. Never want to see you play a fucking pig again. But um, I'm just saying, hey, cops, um, I should say that so full throatedly. Um, But like, I I don't know, like, it's not that I'm dreading it, but I just feel like mm. I feel like Tom Cruise has got some like passion with everything he does, whether it's a good movie or a bad movie. You can like feel it, you can feel it in him that he's just like loving what he's doing. He's, you know, full throttle. Yeah, he's praying to the Scientology God. He's fucking jumping uh, off of ramps and shit on on motorcycles. And I maybe is Will Smith just doing like going through the paces type of thing. I don't feel passion that. For sure. Like, does Will Smith even like being in movies? That's a great question. I like, yeah, I, I, I just feel so disappointing. Like he is such a charismatic guy. Um, You know, like earlier in the podcast, like just, oh my God, every movie is just like so good. And it's all so fucking fun. And even when he's giving us like a movie that's like not fun, like Ali, it's like heavier. It was just like so good. And he is, he's a tremendous actor. He's like such a good actor but i don't know it's just like these last handful of movies it's just like the world would have been fine with or without their existence yeah and maybe this is the mystery of will smith right now you're right we're going through like because we've done a lot of the lost films like what's focus what's concussion what's collateral beauty like what are these titles i've never heard of these fucking movies in my life and so we are kind of in the whirlwind downward trajectory where again bright was the butt of a lot of jokes it probably still is where it's like will smith was his association with this movie wasn't a good one and Mm -hmm. it's very easy to dismiss it and so king richard i'm assuming was kind of his renaissance comeback like oh shit he's doing the heavy again he's doing like that oscar movie and then fortunately marred by this whole uh, assaulting uh, another celebrity on a public forum. It also adds to just kind of like uh, me, I am racing to King Richard where I'm like, let's get to mm. King Richard because I want to see what the fuck it's all about. Yeah. Not, I'm trying to temper my expectations, but I kind of want to be like, yeah, let's get to the good stuff. I know we also have Bad Boys 3 coming up. So and Aladdin. And Aladdin. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. We have my little number, my little red dress. Uh, Gemini Man. Gemini Man. That is coming up. This is one that I just I'm assuming you both are going to fucking hate it. But it is something I am looking forward to. I the amount that I've had to hear about Gemini Man. I thought this was just years ago. Like it, it feels crazy to me that we haven't hit it yet. Yeah, fuck. Maybe we have more movies than I thought on our plate. No, we don't have that many. We pretty much went through them. King, we have Aladdin coming up. Um, I have it on my phone. Aladdin coming up, and then after Aladdin, I think is King Richard, and then after, or I'm sorry, no. Aladdin, Gemini Man. Um, yeah, we're spies in disguise. Yep, Aladdin, Gemini Man, spies in disguise, Bad Boys for Life, King Richard, and then Emancipation. Okay, we're done. So- Okay, okay. And then we got our t- Will Smith in review. But here's the big question, guys. Unless you have like, do you have do you guys have anything else to say about Bright? Because I have a question for both of you. Okay, so here my thing is about Bright. Like, listen, I don't think it's as bad as like the ratings online say it is. I think Eric's slightly out of his mind. I don't think it's that good either. I don't think it needs a sequel. I think it is just like it's fine. Like it's not. It, it's nothing to write home about. It's nothing you should ever go out of your way to watch, but it's also not something that you should like dread watching. It just, it just is fine. You know? Yeah. It's funny because w- when I got to the end of it, I know for us adults, mm-hmm. and I guess it is geared towards adults. It has people's like throats being fucking slid open and shit. So I was about to say, but the kids could watch it and get a positive message out of it. I know the movie is very, like Mark said, there's no subtext to it. The, the allegories and, uh, you know, the analogs it's trying to make, what the orcs represent. What it's this, very uh, cringy. Very cringy and very like, okay, we get it, we get it. But I will say 
at the end of the movie, the message it's trying to relay as fucking simplistic as it is, is more positive than any of these fucking superhero movies. Like at the end of a superhero movie, what uh, our bond is family. Uh, Spider-Man, you did a good job. Like what the fuck are we even crazy? Spider-Man, you did a good job. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the movie. I, I would say that the message, at least in this movie, again, cringy fucking hammer beating you over the head. I get it. But at least it's positive to be like, we shouldn't be racist pieces of shit with prejudice. I mean, is it positive, Eric? I feel like it's like bare minimum. And also, they're still trying to make me on the side of cops. And like, I'm sorry, you fucking can't. I mean, like, I don't care. He's a literal cop killer. But he's also still a cop and getting his like little badge and shit like I don't know. I feel like they try to make cops a little bit sympathetic in this movie. And it's just like, well, you guys are out here like fucking murdering people all the time. Like, you're not going to get me on your side. I don't know. Like. I feel like uh, it's more nuanced than that. (laughs) It really it could have used some new. Here's here's my it really isn't. It really tries to hit you too hard with the social commentary. And I think it would have done better to not do the social commentary like the amount that i have to hear about how this is the first orc officer it's like okay we fucking get it here's the thing if i ever see a fucking orc i'm smashing it in the face with a frying pan and i'm killing its family okay i'm oh, anti-orc no, fuck orcs fuck one thing you're that, a hobby like, lover really <laughs> bothered me and i'm sick of this narrative of elves being like so great and like clean and the richest like give me some give me some keebler elves give me some little motherfuckers (laughs) in the woods you want santa's elves cooking up some good cookies (laughs) like i don't know like when i think of like fairies and elves i'm thinking of like little things i'm thinking of like you know like sprites that are like living in the forest like stop giving me these like fucking sexy white angel elves like i don't know give me some fucking down and dirty elf uh speaking of elves naomi rapace plays an elf the original girl with the dragon tattoo and she's like the one of the cultist terrorist elves or whatever who really wants the wand uh i loved uh, like all her outfits it might have just been one outfit and i liked how they just do like flippy do's every once in a while there'd be like an action scene they could like <laughs> flip off the wall or like flip off like a you know a register in a gas station i'm like damn that's fun oh, <laughs> was she the main one or the other one she was the main one a- oh so you liked her outfit because her fucking shirt was see-through as a- wait it was are oh, I'm gonna have to watch serious? it again. I didn't see it as a kid. <laughs> as a kid that watched a lot of movies where other children and, and uh, were doing karate and all the good guys did karate, I thought that back handsprings were such a bigger part of fighting. <laughs> like I thought, if you're gonna fight something, you got to back handspring your way out of that situation. You know what the problem with a lot of these fight scenes were? They were so crazily uneven. Like these elves were on their shit like they were like the most elite assassins and like some of these fights and they were just getting the living they were just beating the living shit out of ward and um jacoby and it was just like i think some of it sometimes i was just like i would like to see like a more even fight like even when they're getting beat the shit out of by the orcs it's like they they don't even stand a chance like he literally just gets killed if i ever see a neighborhood of orcs i'll fucking blow it up <laughs> okay i'm just oh, saying like, i i needed a little more evenness in these fights all right so well, this mark is- did not learn the lessons of this <laughs> i'm anti-orc no <laughs> he orc the second one orc <laughs> lives do not matter Oh no! You can't say that. <laughs> I saw. Have you no. seen Lord of the Rings? How those orcs treat everybody? Okay. Why were there no female orcs in this movie? No oh, there orcs. were. They were. Remember, they're at Where? the club, and there was the. the oh, orcs. I want to see that band in real life. Oh, the life. band oh, was okay. awesome, dude. That, that was pretty good. And then there's just like the dirty guy with the sword and long hair. And... Oh, he was pretty good. I like him. All right, so and, here's my. Oh question. my god, Will Smith and like the orc mosh pit was pretty solid. Yes. Yeah. 
and he's a pepper sprays motherfuckers. Oh, and again, going back to the whole Max Landis thing and how I was just fucking ranting about like, oh, screenwriter, screenwriter, screenwriter. I do appreciate that everything that was set up as corny and as cliche it was, everything got proper payoffs when they were like in the orc layer, which was a really cool set with like the bone chair and all that other shit going on. And they open up like an abyss to hell, whatever shaft they got going to the center of the earth. I'm like, this is a cool location. This is a cool setting. And they pay off that the one guy that the orc saved is like, I'm not going to shoot him. Takes off. I'm like, cool. They paid that off. A lot of times screenwriters forget about the shit they set up in the first act and there's never any conclusion to it. So I mean, kudos. they did not pay off the prophecy at all. But I, I thought, the well, maybe that's the part too. That we're the missing. prophecy was like about like an orc who would be like reborn mm. and like our orc gets reborn and then he doesn't even touch the wand. It's Ward who like saves everything. Like it, it really like confused me. I'm like, wait, why do we even need to bring him back from the dead? Like it didn't make a difference. Have you ever seen Mighty Max, the cartoon? No. Mm. Oh, Mighty Max. He's not ever doing any of the fighting. He's got strong people around him to do the fighting for him. Just because he's like part of the prophecy and the one doesn't mean he has to do the fighting. That could be Will Smith's job. His guardian. Oh, then what's he the one for? I don't know. We'll find out when the Dark Lord gets there and bright too. All right. So <laughs> Golden Globes, the Fableman one. Eh. Best picture. Boo. I haven't seen I, it. What do you guys what are you guys thinking? What do you want for the Oscars? I, I don't even think the nominees are out yet. What do you want for the Oscars? Best picture. What are we doing? Everywhere. Everything, whatever what you want, want or what you think. That's what I want. I uh, so I I'm bad because you guys I feel like have seen more of them than I have. So you saw Tar, right? Yeah. yeah. I really want to watch it. Do you think Tar has any chance in hell of winning? This is what I heard. This is not my theory. Somebody else's theory on Tar. They're like Tar in no way is not in everybody's top two. Mm. It might be everybody's second place. But then if you're putting other things in first place, because I think they do it in a point system type of way. Mm. So second place still counts as something like when you do your ballot, they're like, if first place is split to shit by everything, Tar then rises to the top because it's everybody's second place. Oh, Um, you know what? I'll say that. So I'm going to say Tar. I did. I did like Tar. Honestly, Eric, you should watch it. If nothing else, for like the last 30 seconds of the movie, Um, really clinched it for me i loved banshees uh in a sharon in a sharon mm. oh i, I really i really really loved that movie i don't think it's a movie for everybody mm-hmm. um it's slower i think i found it much funnier tar banshees oh. i feel like i found banshees much funnier than maybe i should have um i just really love that funny. movie but I feel like um, everything everywhere was just like phenomenal. I, I this is yeah, what I, my heart wants. Top Gun. My heart I, wants Top I Gun. It, it's definitely going to get nominated. And so is Avatar. Um, but I think it's going to be Tar. For the winner for the Academy Best yeah. Picture. Um, I, know, um, I really loved the guy from Everything Everywhere winning Best uh, Actor. Yeah. And that was really cute because like Steven Spielberg was in the audience and he was just like so sweet about it. And like when I thought about it, like he really like they really did deserve those wins because they like have to jump between characters so much in that movie. It made me cry, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. That I cried when I watched that movie. No, that one's super, super good. I, out of the movies I've seen, I would I would give it to that one, but I still haven't seen like the whale. I don't know if the whales can get a best picture nom. Maybe they got 10 slots to fill. Um, I haven't seen Tar. I haven't seen The Fablesman. Um, what else are they going to fucking nominate? I, I don't. I haven't seen The Fablesman. I don't have. The Fablemen. Fablemen, whatever. I don't have much of an appetite to see it. I think it was a little hokey that it won at the Golden Globes. I feel like, I don't know, like, People I'm not always them. a big fan of like, like, I love the movies movie. Well, you better go see Babylon. That might be one in one of the ten. You think? Oh, but it it's kind of had a weird. Yeah, it might be this. That's a tough one because it's a movie about Hollywood, but the reception hasn't been 
that great for so it. Who's going to be in the 10? What? We got Avatar. Top Gun. Top Gun. Fableman. Banshees. The Tar. Whale. Tar. You're saying the whale? We're putting the whale, in there? the whale in there? I think the whale was very uh, weird at the Golden Globes because Brendan Fraser has a very um, nasty history with them. So what do we have? Yeah, who got best actor instead of him? Uh, the guy from uh, Everything Everywhere. Uh, what? How many are we at? Seven. Wait for best for. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Best actor, Golden Globe, because I think he got a supporting. Oh no, no 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 no! Colin Farrell, I think won. Yeah. Right, and that was probably just because they, Brendan probably would have won it, but they're yeah, his whole history with them. They're like, I mean, well, also the guy who hates Colin us. Farrell, he was very good in Banshees. No, he is. He and is I very- would love for him to eat my ass. <laughs> I want Brendan Fraser from the whale to eat my ass, and he would. Homie is always hungry. <laughs> that movie. I'm like Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. And I'm like you disrespectful fucks. Colin Farrell sitting right there, just looking like he needs a meal, and I would love to be it. <laughs> just saying. Triangle. Oh, triangle of sadness. Oh, triangle. Sadness. Oh, that might be another one. Okay. Do you think they'll throw blonde in there to throw people off? Oh, put blonde mm. in there. The rape movie, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Is it really Ooh. 10? Yeah. Oh, we're going to put Wakanda forever. Oh, maybe the. Uh, the uh, I, it sucks to say this after Wakanda, the 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 lady fighter, the lady king. Oh, oh, the woman king. The woman king. king. Yeah, we'll, they'll we'll definitely be, be, in, be in there. They'll be in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they'll probably. I don't know. Well, there'll be other ones. It'll be interesting All to right. see. All right. Well, that's a that's a podcast, right? We got <laughs> Aladdin coming up next. Have you both seen Aladdin? Yeah, multiple times. I haven't, so I'm buckling in. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. See ya. All right. Bye, bye. everybody.